Welcome to the Feeding and Leading Podcast, featuring Todd Fisher and Andy Taylor, a podcast for church leaders focusing on expository preaching, pastoral leadership, and ministry. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this uh, episode of the podcast, Feeding and Leading. And this is a podcast aimed at just trying to encourage and equip pastors in the role of preaching and also in topics related to pastoral ministry. And so uh, today we're going to tackle one of those preaching topics, and we're going to talk about how to uh, write, how to form, how to think about an introduction for your sermon. Uh, As always with every episode, I'm joined by Andy Taylor. Andy, say hello to all the people. Hello to all you people. (laughs) Glad to be here today. So let's talk about a sermon introduction. We typically think about sermons in terms of an introduction, a body, and a conclusion. Um, We also typically typically think of sermons, uh, the points of the sermon. You kind of have the teaching part, you have the the illustration, you have the application. That's a pretty standard, traditional way of thinking through sermons. Um, I, I think that introductions are important because they are a hook. And by that, I mean they grab the the listener's attention, and you want to do that right out of the gate. So every time I've ever taught uh, preaching um, for OBU or, or seminary, um, I, I've always taught my students, um, um, just draw a line on a piece of paper. Just draw a straight horizontal line on a paper. And that line, I just write the word engagement, okay? People above that line, people are tuned into what you're preaching. Below that line, they're tuned out. They're counting ceiling tiles. They're, they're writing notes, whatever. And I think the goal of good preaching is to try to keep people above the line. You're trying to engage them. And typically in a sermon, um, as you get into more of the teaching part of it, right, and you have to do that in expository preaching – Sometimes that line of engagement can kind of tail off, and that's where a good illustration can kind of bring that back up. Mm-hmm. And and it and and as you as you as you monitor or track the engagement of the listener through a 30, 35 minute sermon, mm-hmm. you want to try to keep that monitoring line above that engagement line. As I wish I had a whiteboard, but we're <laughs> on audio. You want to try to keep that engagement of the audience above that line as much as you can. So with that in mind as a background, it's helpful, I think, to begin the sermon above the line of engagement. And how you do that is with a good introduction. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I think we need, you know, I want to be careful here, but I, I think sometimes the sermon and, and the guy just gets up to the pulpit and first thing out of his mouth is, okay, turn in your Bibles to Luke 9, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and just dives right in. Mm-hmm. He, 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 I don't think he started that sermon above the line of engagement. There, there's not a hook in that. Mm-hmm. And when I say a hook, I'm, I'm not trying to say we're trying to entertain people. And even when I say that line of an engagement, we're, we're not trying to entertain. We are, we are trying to effectively teach. And you think about it, good, effective teachers have the attention of their students. Right. And they are, they are using illustrations. They're using their voice, um, you know, their gestures, everything to, to 
heighten that level of engagement. You want people to pay attention to you. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. Right. And so an introduction is a good right out of the shoot way uh, to do that. So it, it makes me think back to one of my seminary professors at, <clears throat> who taught, put it in terms like this, a very graphic uh, pic, pictorial way of thinking about it. Think of your sermon as a whole as a house that a real estate agent is trying to sell. The front porch is not not nearly the whole house, but it is a an in, incredibly important part of the house because it's the first thing that the people see when they come up. Mm-hmm. The first thing that they're going to, to use your word, to engage with as they see the house is the front porch. Right. So yeah. sometimes you, I mean, always you want that front porch of the, of the house of the sermon to be something that basically says to the people, come on in. Mm-hmm. We want you right. to come up here. We're not going to hang out on the front porch the whole time. We want you to come on in the house yeah. and, uh, and, and feel at home. And it doesn't <laughs> communicate, go away or no. go to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. The lights are on, yeah. uh, rocking chairs out there, whatever. Right. But it's, right. Uh, it's that front end of the sermon. Okay. So let's just talk very practically, specifically then. Um, what are the elements of a good introduction? So uh, kind of some standard things that, that I think make a good introduction. And, and we're talking about the hook. We're talking about what, what's going to be a, what's going to be a good fresh coat of paint on that front door that says, come on in. Yeah. Um, and let, let me preface real quick before we get into the specifics. The introduction has got to be connected and related to your CIT. Yes. Okay, so here's my CIT, and, and that's a past episode, Central Idea of the Text. Your sermon, we're, we're, we're preaching expositionally, your sermon has a central idea to it, okay? It's that single sentence. That introduction needs to point to the CIT. And what, what I have often found in preaching is I, I'm kind of, with my introduction, I'm kind of getting my people in the right mind, in the right framework, looking down the right path, perspective, for them to hear the CIT. So I'm going to make my introduction related to that. And, and we tend to think the introduction of a sermon is sometimes like the introduction of a book, okay? And the introduction of a book is, okay, I'm going to just kind of summarize, here's what you're about to read. And then the conclusion is uh, the same summary of what you've read. I I don't know that the introduction to a sermon is that. I don't think in the introduction of your sermon, you say in the introduction, okay, everybody, now in today's sermon, the three points are going to be these. Okay, let's start with point one. That, uh, you're not going to hook anybody with that. Really, the introduction of a sermon is a good illustration. It's a good question statement. We can talk about those. But whatever it is you're using has got to be related to that CIT. All right, here's some specific ones. I'll start, and Andy, you and I can just go back and forth with this. Uh, sometimes a good attention-getting question can be a good way to start your sermon. Yes. Um, a, 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 a quote or a statement that is related to... Uh, the CIT can be, and and you set it up in kind of an interesting way. You know, maybe you tell the context or the background. Um, you know, uh, Martin Luther once said, and and he said it in this context. And then whatever the content of that quote is, 
is related to your CIT. What, what, what are some other good elements, some good things that will serve as an introduction? Yeah, I think um, you know, you've obviously you, you've hit on a big one, which is, is a story, a short story particularly, uh, that, that would really uh, – and I, I just want to be, be careful with, with stories. And I am a storyteller, man. Mm-hmm. I mean everything reminds me of a story. But you have to be careful that that story is actually illustrating yes. the CIT. Yes. You can't – and by the way, don't build the porch first. <laughs> <laughs> right. People don't do that with a house. You build the house first yeah. and then build the porch. Yeah. Yeah. You do not want to, hey, oh, I've got this great story. story. I want to build a whole sermon Now see if I can it. find yeah. a sermon to get around That's it. That's like shooting the arrow into the wall, then walking up to it and drawing painting the target it. around yeah, it. Yeah, painting the target. So, you know, I, I think that stories, you said questions, I, I think maybe like a, a, a shocking statement, mm-hmm. you know, something that makes people Whoa, like, sit up and go, what did he say? What? Yeah. You know, I, I, that's that's another good one. Um, facts, statistics. That yep. those, you know, a lot of times statistics can be boring. But yeah, you're gonna have to dress um, it up. You could say, you know, whatever it is you're preaching on. If, like, well, I don't know some statistics about biblical literacy. Yeah. or something. Six percent of people read their Bible every day. Yeah, but that statistic, if you're going to use it, needs to be a make them just like you just said. It needs to make them go, wow, right. That is that really you know, that yeah. many people don't read Flip the Bible? Ninety four percent of yeah. people don't read yeah. their yeah, whatever. Okay, let's go back to what you said a second ago. Stories. Yeah, I, I think maybe for me the, the the best sermon in the introduction is an illustration. Yeah, it's a story. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you're right. We got to make sure the story is on target with the CIT. Not and not what you said. I'm not going to build my sermon around the story. My my illustrations are to augment the sermon, not vice versa. One of the things I would add to that, Andy, is we, we have to guard against the length of the introduction. If you're going to tell a story, so I've yeah. had, I've, listen, I've had preaching students, and, yeah. I, and honestly, I've probably been guilty of this some myself, but, you know, I had a preaching student for give a 30-minute sermon in class, and he told a 10-minute long story at the beginning of it. Yeah. And, you know, you have to say, you know, hey, you spent a third of your sermon just telling the story. And you're not up there to tell stories. We're up there to teach the scripture. I can promise you the square footage of a porch is not near as big as what the house ought to be, right? <laughs> That's good. And so if you're going to use an illustration, um, just some real quick little things about illustrations. It, I think it was Haddon Robinson came up with the scale of what the best illustrations are. Yeah. And it may have been Brian Chapel and Christ under preaching that quoted it, if I can remember right. But um, what, 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 what those guys did was – the very best sermon illustration comes from something you have experienced and something your audience has experienced, right? Like, like uh, I don't know. We've all had milk and cookies, uh, something like that, you right. know? And, oh, I can re- – it it's, it's a relatability factor. Where everybody's shaking their head, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah, I've done yes. that. Or, you know, like – uh, anybody who's a, anybody who's had a teenager, you know, playing the stereo too loud or whatever. Um, you stepped on a Lego getting out of uh, yes. bed. Yes. Right. Then the next best one is something that your audience has experienced, but you haven't. Okay. Yeah, right. So you're telling a story. Of, uh, you're, let's say you were born and raised in the city, and you're preaching in a country church. Okay. Yeah. And you're telling the story about a farmer plowing the field. You haven't done that but a lot of your audience has, 
that there's a high relatability factor there. Then the next best one, and this is on scale from best to least best, mm-hmm. if I can, if that's a phrase, is something you have experienced, but the audience has not experienced. Okay, so like for example, for you, Andy, mm-hmm. you could tell a story about jumping out of a helicopter. Yeah, you know, now ain't nobody in your audience gonna have jumped out of a helicopter, but you have, and yet right. you can still be an effective illustration because wow, I want to hear about how he jumped out of a helicopter. Yeah. And then the fourth one, according to Robinson, is is illustrations that neither you or the audience has experienced. Now, the exception I kind of take with that is that so many times stories from history that no one has experienced are really excellent illustrations yeah. and are good attention getters. And so yeah. I, I would throw that out. Agreed. I'd, I'd also say along exactly along that line is sometimes I think Old Testament stories, if you're preaching mm-hmm. on the New Testament, an Old Testament story um, told well can really serve as a good yes. introduction. Yeah. And, and that would that would maybe kind of contradict what yeah. Robinson's saying there's on the scale. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, but that scale is something to kind of keep in mind. Yeah. I think it's yeah. it's it's a in generally it's an interesting kind of rule of thumb about the quality of illustrations. Um I, 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 well, let me pick up what you just said there. So many times many times we'll find in the Bible itself the best illustration. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, you're preaching through Hebrews. You got all kinds of examples in the Old Testament you yeah. can bring in. Melchizedek, yeah. tell those stories, yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what, are some, what are some other things about introduction? Uh, one, one, I'll throw this one out here just because I, I think it's, it's good for us to say and kind of maybe use some caution with is humor. Yeah. Sometimes uh, a joke is used as the introduction. And I think I think you can do that. It's just you've got to be careful. Um, I've always appreciated what Herschel York has said about preachers using humor. And Herschel York will tell you, preachers don't use humor. And the reason is because you're not good at it. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> yeah, because if right? you're, you know, to tell a joke, yeah. you got to have timing. You got to have the punchline. Yeah. And a lot of people are not very good at it. And and we have to caution against I'm not up there to make people laugh and I'm not up there. But if there's a, a humorous story mm-hmm. that really packs a punch with the CIT, mm-hmm. then I think that that is a permissible thing, a good thing. And it's not necessarily a joke. I wouldn't call them a joke. I wouldn't use a joke. Exactly. I, maybe a humorous story. <clears throat> right. And there's a difference between a there's, humorous story yeah. and a joke. Yeah. Um, but even using humorous stories – I think guys have to be careful, um, you know. Yeah, I, I and you totally can try agree. it, and if nobody laughs, then there's probably a good sign that either didn't get it or you weren't good at telling it. That's uh, that's exactly right. So one of the things that I I, I think is important to think about introductions, um, two things that are kind of related is you got to ask yourself, and an easy question to answer is, am I in the middle of a series, mm. or is this a standalone sermon? Mm-hmm. Every every sermon needs context. Mm-hmm. Whether you're preaching Pauline epistle or you're preaching gospel narrative, Old Testament narrative, it's always good. It's always helpful to give people the context mm-hmm. from the pericope of, uh, uh, that you're preaching from. 
Well, you may have already set the context. Let's say you're preaching through you're preaching through Hebrews or you're preaching through Mark, and uh, for instance, if you're preaching through uh, John chapter seven, eight, nine, ten, all of those happen during the Feast of Booths. Mm-hmm. The Feast of Booths, the Feast of Tabernacles, sets the context greatly for the I am the light of the world passage, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So giving some of that context, you can give some of the context during the introduction, Mm -hmm. and and that will be helpful for you to to move right into it. Well, if if you've already done that uh, in the series that you're preaching, you could just refer to it, say, remember, we're in the feast. This is during the time of the Feast of the Tabernacles, and when the people, you know, were commemorating the coming out of the wandering wilderness, I mean, the the Exodus, all that kind of stuff. Um, There's going to be contextual things that you can bring up very briefly Mm -hmm. during the introduction Mm -hmm. before you get into the meat of it. Now, some of that's going to depend on are you in a series or are you in a standalone sermon? Right. That's good. It sets the stage. Yes. Yeah, that's very good. So we can kind of wrap up here, but, you know, again, I want to say for one more time in this (laughs) – in preaching, I'm not trying to entertain people, but at the same time, I'm also not trying to bore them. That's right. And a good introduction that grabs their attention and sets up context, as you said, and points to the CIT, I'm trying to grease the skids of their mind, if you will, to start thinking about that CIT. I want to get them aimed in that direction. Yeah. And then whatever I do to aim them in that direction, to grab attention, all the things that we've mentioned so far, I think that makes a good introduction. Absolutely. I I also think that uh, you can't do this all the time, but a a good introduction so illustrates the CIT that you can come back to that introduction in the conclusion. Yes. And point back to that. Yes. Maybe yes. with a word or phrase, yes. and it just drives that that's, CIT that's, home. That's great. You can, it's yeah. almost like a um, – good grief. Now I'm losing my mind on what I'm trying to say. It, it's it's almost um, like an inclusio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like a little ABBA kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, chiasm. A chiasm. That's what I could yeah. not think of. Yeah. Um, sometimes your story can – like the old, the old uh, Paul Harvey – and now the rest of the story. Exactly. You know, you yeah. kind of started it and then you end it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's good. You okay. With that one, one last little note. Um, Pastor, I, I think we would encourage you here to actually take some time on your introduction in your sermon prep. Absolutely. I think a lot of guys, they just get up there and, oh, I didn't think about how I'm going to get the ball rolling here. I'm just going to dive in. And I think you didn't start very well above that line of engagement. So actually give your introduction some thought uh, and work in the sermon prep. Okay? Agreed. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope this is helpful, and uh, we'll catch you next time. This episode of Feeding and Leading has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at oklahomabaptist.org or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptist, advancing the gospel together.